Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You're tuned into the Believe in Bengals show with Solomon Wilcox and Adam Pacman Jones. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Believe in Bingo podcast delivered by 828 Logistics. He is Adam Pacman Jones. I'm Solomon Wilcotton. Adam, hey, look, week seven is upon us. Cincinnati Bengals are three and three this Solid. week. That's right. We welcome in a three and three Atlanta Falcons to Paycor Stadium. Both of these teams have won three of their last four games. Both teams are flying high and are red hot. So I got to ask you, who has the edge in this game and why? Me personally, I think it's time for the Bengals to eat the bird. I think the Bengals have the <laughs> I think the Bengals have the edge. We just came off a, 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 a unbelievable win um, in New Orleans where the week before they came off one of their best performance. Uh, mm-hmm. I know that the Atlanta Falcons have just came off a, a nice performance also as well. We're playing Tom Brady them, but we're at home. It's time to get over the hump and get over all this 500 stuff. They are the 29th team in passing. Let's figure out, you know what I mean, how do we get the ball downfield? We still need to go up on the center, I think, Solly, and, and, and open up a couple of things. But I'm taking Bengals. Got the edge. Hey, look, I'm going to tell you right now, this is not going to be a cakewalk. I told you back in the preseason, I said, Adam, every single week, These games are going to come down to the final seconds. And it was exactly that last week in New Orleans. We trailed most of the game. We scored 10 points in the final minute and 44 seconds of the game. That's how we beat the Saints. I mean, it came down to the last minute. And that's going to be that the same way this week. The Falcons are better than what most people truly believe. Do you know they only had – they've gone – Three and out on offense 12 times all season. Tied for the fewest of any offense in the NFL. They can run the rock. And remember, this team has gone over 150 yards each of the last three weeks. They put up 200 rushing on the Cleveland Browns. The reason why I bring that up is because last week, man, our defense didn't do too good against the run game against the Saints. They had 228 yards on us. So it's going to come down to – They want to come in here running the ball. We have to stop them. You know what it's like, man, when teams can't stop the run. If a team can run the ball on you, they feel like they snatch your heart. They feel like they can dominate. And you know, they're going to come in here thinking they can run the ball on us, Adam. I'm telling you. I know. And the reason why they're going to come in here and think they can run the ball because they are number three in the NFL and rushing offense, number 19 in the NFL over total offense. Um, like I said, what where their uh downside is is the DBs. Um, but back to this running thing, we gotta figure out they're gonna run the ball, but we gotta stop them on third down some solid, and we gotta score. So score, 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 let them take the clock up. Maybe that you know what I mean. They get 40, we stop them, 
no field goal, end over end punt, then we go back and score. But what I'm saying is offense got to be up-tempo because if we let them control the time of the game, that is not going to play to our advantage, I don't think. Joe Burrow lead the league with a 69% completion rate. I think that's impressive. Yes, uh, He's completing almost 70% of his passes. He was the only quarterback to do that one year ago at 70% or higher, and he led the league in that very same category. We're starting to see the Cincinnati Bengals are coming into their own, aren't they? They're, yeah. they're getting better every week offensively. I think defensively we took a step backwards. That's because I think Taysom Hill, a lot of the things they did sort of caught us off guard. And let's face it, but when it came down to it, we could stop the run on those last two drives uh, against the Saints. Most teams have not been able to run the ball on the Bengals' defense. Here is the Here is why I liken – the Atlanta Falcons, to the Baltimore Ravens. Their quarterback, Marcus Mariota, is a runner. Yes, He runs like Lamar, but he's not as good of a passer as Lamar. Or he's not as good as a runner as Lamar. Not as good as a runner as Lamar. So these rushing numbers that you hear from the Falcons, it's less about the running back. Cordero Patterson is their best runner. He's not playing in this game. He's out. So that means their best runner is the quarterback. If Mark, dude, if we let Marcus Mariota come up in here and run the ball on us or throw it on us, I'm gonna throw my hands up. <laughs> I know that's right, Sally. Like it's it's I think this is gonna be a good week, though. Um, first of all, they play in the dome, it's gonna be kind of chilly here uh, on yeah. Sunday. You know yeah. what I mean? So we kind of got everything working toward our way. That's why I said uh, the Bengals got the upper upper lift on Sunday. Welcome back, everyone. That's right. This is the Believe in Bingo podcast delivered by 828 Logistics. And of course, we're proud to welcome to the show 10-year NFL veteran. This guy is doing everything. He's working with ESPN in multiple areas and multiple platforms. And of course, it is former Atlanta Falcons wide receiver Harry Douglas joins us on the show. Harry, how are you doing today? I'm doing, I'm doing good. I'm glad to uh, be on here today. When my, my brother Pat man hit me up, it was a no-brainer for me. I was going to make time. Harry, That's what's great. up, man? What's going on? <laughs> Not much, Brody, man. Good to see you, man. Just seeing you at West Virginia Pittsburgh game. You know, it's always good to see you, man. A lot of people don't know this, but me and you grew up together. You know what I'm saying? So we, we've been involved with each other for a very, very long time since we were kids. Yeah. Let me, Um, I just want to, tell the, the listeners this story so uh me and harry been together since we was probably 11 years old i would say playing ball together mm -hmm. and um yep. basically i would stay with him his dad his brother his whole family basically the whole summer and we would go all the way all around the world playing baseball and basketball the whole summer and i always tell harry this all the time like his family helped save my life man so wow. for the listeners i want to tell y'all that but a funny story is we was coming back from florida <laughs> um harry dad was driving and we had to get to a, another tournament or where we had to go to but he was doing like a hundred hundred miles per hour right <laughs> so, so we get pulled over the police the police the police pull us over <laughs> I never forget this story. Uh, Harry brother, uh, Tony Douglas, he was asleep. 
Coach Harry started pouring water on his face and started slapping him. He said, oh, he was having a seizure. I got to get him to the hospital. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. And uh, we laugh about that story. <laughs> I love it. We laugh uh, about that story every time today, man. So shout out uh, to Coach Douglas, man. And I want to say thank you, bro, on, on live air. Dude. Thank you for you and your family for what y'all done for me. Man, no problem. You already know, man, my, my dad... A lot of people don't know, man, my father, Coach Hines Ward, me, Pat, yeah. Dwight Howard, my brother, Grayson Allen, he's coached a lot of people. But that's just one of the things that he's always loved, man, was investing in, in young people because, you know, the young people and people coming up are the people that can change our world in multiple ways. Well, you represent your family very well. We love the work that you do as an ESPN analyst on college football, even covering the National Football League. I see you wearing your Louisville Cardinal jersey, you know, here in Cincinnati, there are a lot of Louisville fans running around, and you are a yeah. member of the Louisville Sports Hall of Fame. So, congratulations on that as well, Heron. Thank you, thank you. And I listen, we did college game day last year at Cincinnati, and I got a lot of you know, a lot of hate. And I had to let everybody know I never lost to Cincinnati, all right? That's so right. That <laughs> we basically put we basically put the Bear, Bearcats across our lap. And gave me the over and over again. So I just want to let Cincinnati know I love y'all because I used to come up there with that nasty daddy and visit. I That's love right. y'all. Yeah. Just don't talk crazy to me because I, I used to give y'all lashes. That's right. Put some respect on Harry Douglas' name. He definitely put in work for 10 years in the National Football League. And look, man, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals and the Atlanta Falcons, they're going to clash at Paycor Stadium on Sunday in Cincinnati. Both of these teams, Harry, have won three of their last four games. I kind of look at their programs to be very similar under Arthur Smith and a young coach like Zach Taylor. Um, both of these teams are kind of emerging and building and growing as we speak. Talk to us about what you expect in this game and what kind of matchups you think will be very important. Well, I'll tell you the first matchup that, that's going to be important in my eyes, when you look at the Cincinnati Bengals and how they like to go empty formation, how they like to get their receivers involved with Joe Burr at the quarterback position, um, the Falcons haven't been good this year versus the past. And they just had a corner in Casey Hayward who's went on IR. Um, they still have A.J. Terrell. They're going to have a young corner, Darren Hall. Then they have another one, D. Alford. So those guys are going to have tough, a tough task on Sunday. Uh, at the end of the day, it's being able to minimize Joe Burrow in the passing game. The run game for Cincinnati, I do not think this year so far, um, has come, a, come afloat and has not been an integral part of what they've been able to do like it was last year. So in saying that, I think from the Falcons' perspective, uh, defensively, you have to be able to stop the pass game of the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, when I look at the Falcons offensively and where I think they can pose problems for Cincinnati defensively, it's rushing the football. They're top five right now in, in, in rushing. Um, they're doing it with, collectively with a lot of different guys, a lot of young guys, Tala Algier, Caleb um, – Caleb, Caleb, um, God, I can't remember. I'm trying to blink right now. Yeah, um, but there are a lot of different guys. They can Hulley, throw one yeah. guy at another. I think it might be Caleb Williams. Is it Williams? I think is his last name. I'm not no, sure. it's it's Avery Williams. Avery Williams. There Caleb, you go. Uh, yeah, Huntley. Yeah, but that's right. Yep. Those guys, and 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 I, and I was able to do the you know the Bill Walsh coaching internship. So I've seen mm -hmm. Art Arthur Smith speak life into these young guys. Yeah, success yep. for the Atlanta Falcons this year was going to be predicated on. Could the young guys step up to the task and be a part of what they were trying to build? Because they are a very, very young team. So, so far, I think they've done a great job of that. And it's basically Arthur Smith saying, you know what? We're going to line up and punch people in the face and yeah. see if they can stop it. 
And what? you've seen it last week with their win over San Fran. You've seen it against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So right. uh, I really like where this team is from a physical standpoint. I, I hear you saying, uh, Katang Joe, y'all are 29th in the passing game right now. Um, you just yep. had a corner go down on IR. Um, to me personally, I think uh, the Bengals wide receiver are just now getting in getting in sync um, with T. Higgins coming back. You know, he's been back, gone, back, gone. Um, also getting Tyler Boyd involved in the game a little bit more. But my question to you is, you're saying Katang Joe, how do you do that? Like, it's easy to say that, but if you was the defensive coordinator, how would you come in and contain him? I think giving him different looks. Um, not letting him decipher what you're going to do pre-snap, but you know, stem and post-snap in your looks, sometimes blitzing them. But you got to pick your spots where you're going to blitz because they do have the home run hitters at the wide receiver position. You have to pick your spots of where you want to blitz. And then you don't have to you don't have to play man coverage all the time when you blitz. You got zone blitzes or whatnot. But I think it's important for the Falcons defensive line, Grady Jarrett, the rookie, Ooh. Arnold Ebicati, for those yeah. guys to be able yeah. to get pressure and get to Joe Burrow mm-hmm. so he's just not, you know, you know, back there just throwing the football all around like a 7-0-7. Hey, look, Harry, I think a lot of people need to wake up on the Atlanta Falcons, man. Had over yeah. 200 yards rushing on the Cleveland Browns three weeks ago. Two weeks ago, uh, a buck 50 on Tampa, and nobody runs the ball on Tampa. Let's be real. And then they had a, 168 on the 49ers, whose defense ranked number one across every single metric. So – if you just take the last three games, they're averaging well over 150 yards. On the year, they're averaging about buck 63 per game, and they run it 33 times per game. So uh, to me, it's not about maybe stopping them from running it because nobody's been able to do that. How will they? Yeah, how will they perform if they fall behind by a couple of touchdowns and now you force Mariota to have to throw it? Because you and I both know that. To me, that's the formula. How do you think they perform if put in that situation? See, I actually think they have uh, personnel to do that. That's what happened to them against the, in the Rams game. They got down big in that game and was able to come back and had a drive that's true, to yeah. go down and actually win that before Mariota threw an interception to end that game. Mm-hmm. So when you look at people like Drake London, who was their first-round overall draft pick, I was able to work with that young man up close in person. I like he him. a dog, man. Like, yeah. I, I see him out there making catches. He's talking noise to corners. He don't care nothing about being a rookie. He's blocking in the run game. Yeah. Uh, you also have a guy in Kyle Pitts. Who I think it's a matchup nightmare for anybody he's playing against any any week. I think a, a, one of the guys that has stepped up tremendously for them, Alameda Zacchaeus, one of their wide receivers. Yeah, uh, He's been able to make splash plays here and there. Uh, but also you see it collectively from Parker Hesse and, other first girl at the tight end position mm-hmm. guys playing their role, but their main base offense is let's get this run game going and we're yeah. going to get everything off the pass game. That's but right. I think Mariota, Mariota has brought a different dimension to the run game that was struggling last year. Now defense has got to account for a quarterback. It's on read. That's right. He's going back to pass. It's not there. He's able to scramble and pick up first downs. Um, and he's able to do things like that. So I think that's a bonus when you're playing against the mm-hmm. Falcons this year compared to previous years, because now you have a quarterback yeah. that can rush the football. And if it's not there in the past game, he can run it. Good point. Well, good stuff, Harry. There's no doubt. It's going to be a great game. Falcons are much better than anyone would re- really know because they're tied for first place 
in the NFC South division. I don't think any of us right. could have predicted that. And so this is going to be a great game between two teams at 500. Both are three and three. Both have won three of their last four games. Harry, thanks for taking the time to join us, man. Always great to have you. We'll be seeing you down the road. And we got to take a break right now, but we'll be back with more of the Believe in Bingle podcast delivered by 828 Logistics. Hey, great stuff, by the way, by Harry Douglas. And now you and I get to chop it up about what we believe are going to be the most important matchups. As you're looking at this game on Sunday, tell our, our viewers and our listeners where their eyes should be, what they should be paying attention to as the most important matchups in this game. Um, me personally, I think the matchup is up front. We cannot let the Falcons control the time and possessions of the game. Um, that's the biggest thing um, that comes to my head because they do have a good running game. And Mariota is a running back this week. He's a running back. So let's not let him beat us. Let's make mm-hmm. him beat us from the pocket. I don't think he can do it. Everybody say, oh, yeah, you heard him what he just said. Yeah, he can make everything. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it, <laughs> and that's just my opinion. I know they have a great running game, but offensive-wise, we need to get started fast. They're the 29th DB secondary group in the league. Yeah. They just had one of the starting corners go on IR. Come on, man, let's get going Let's get going early, and, and let's let uh, Chase, T. Higg, and Boyd stack these numbers up, baby. Yeah. Well, uh, here is where I think all I should be in this game. Because if we can do this, we'll win the game, period. It's going to be about our defense just snuffing out their run game. If we stuff them at the line of scrimmage, look, they're averaging 4.9 yards per rush attempt, ninth best in the NFL. They ran the ball on everybody. The last three games, man, they dominated. They dominated the Cleveland Browns, rushed for 200. Nobody can run on Tampa Bay. They did. I'll give it to them. They did. That is the best thing they do. You and I know if you can take away the best thing that a team does, bro, they got nothing. They got nowhere to go. So this is where our, we got to bring our big boy. Boy, we could use some DJ Reader this game. Uh, uh, big boy pass. Man, we need DJ. But you know what? Josh Tupo has been doing a great job on the interior part of our defensive line. B.J. Hill, we're going to need you. Um, Look, you know, uh, Zach Carter, we're going to need you. The interior part of our D-line, we're going to need these guys. And our edge guys got to be able to set the edge. And our safeties, Von Bell, we need you as a thumper this week, baby. Good tackling. We need good tackling on our secondary. Look, they only throw it an average of 20 three times per game. You know what Marcus Mariota is averaging? 175 pass yards a game. That is, dude, you can't win in our league throwing the ball for under 200 yards a game. Right. The reason why they're three and three, because of that run game. So if we come in and take that away from them, I'm telling you right now, it's going to be over. It's going to be a long day. I totally agree with you, Sally. They ain't got nothing. The run game is everything. Like you said, they only throwing the ball 20 times. That's like unheard of. That's right. That's right. Okay, here's my other thing. I thought you was going to say this one, but it's okay. All eyes has got to be on A.J. Terrell and Jamar Chase. 
their best cover guy, and he's pretty good too. Yes, he is. And our best receiver. Now tell everybody at home what you know about AJ Terrell and why we need to be concerned about this dude. He's a, oh, yeah. he's a top-notch cover corner. Yes, he is. AJ Terrell, Westlake graduate, Clemson, uh, top 10 pick, very lengthy, long, got good feet. Yeah. Uh, but like no, no shame here. That's my boy. But <laughs> what you know about AJ Terrell? That's what you my know boy. about that. I know that they better lean that way when when with Chase over there. That kid can go, but both of them can go. I ain't saying that. I gotta be honest on the show. Well, tell us what's but, up. Tell us. Um, I'm waiting for the matchup. I'm probably gonna call them tomorrow. Like, yo, get your track shoes ready. Um, how do you how do you going? know AJ Terrell? Uh, I, I went to Westlake. Um, he went to Westlake. Actually, I coached his brother this year in seven on seven. Okay. Um, I've had a chance to uh, be around, been around him many times. You know, we do a lot of things back at Westlake where we hold the uh, Legends Camp. Um, actually, this year it was honoring him. Um, I had I, po- I posted one, but I had a gig on the same day. But yeah, man. Um, Westlake is is a tight family oriented group when it comes to sports. You know, we try to give back to the school and keep each other and in contact with each other. Um, even the older guys before me, you know, the Keith Adams, the David Jacobs, um, the Sean Jones, the Kieran Foxes. Um, so it, it's a lot of us, you know, Cam Newton, um, Antoine, um, um, uh, what's Antoine last night? Who ran that kickback Super Bowl, Baltimore. I can't even think of his name, but it's a lot of guys that went to the lake and we just try to keep, keep up with each other, you know, yeah, and, uh, keep each other uplifted, and uh, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to get into that that NFL club. That's right. But you guys went to a high school that's got a ton of talent. AJ Terrell was a first round pick for the Jaguars. Uh, grew up, born and raised in Atlanta. He found a way to get out of Jacksonville to get back home. He didn't like playing for Urban Meyer. Let's be uh, real. And he got out of there and got to his hometown, Atlanta Falcons. And he is playing like his hair is on fire. I think it's going to be a very interesting matchup coming up in the game on Sunday. Um, the talented young cornerback, A.J. Terrell, is going to take it as a challenge to try to defend against our very own Jamar Chase, who nobody can cover single hand. So, Adam, got to ask you, what do the Bengals have to do most in order to win this game? I'm going to put two things. Stop the run and expose the secondary. Here you go. Those are my two things. If we can stop the run, that's going to help us control the uh, clock. And if we can expose their DBs, that means we're going to have a long, a good day on the back end. I mean, front end. So say. Okay, I'm going to give you some analysis here. The Bengals are the only team in the NFL with three wide receivers of over 300 yards receiving. That's right. Three wide receivers. And you know who they are, Jamar. Chase T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd. We're the, we're the only, we said all along we had the best trio of receivers in the NFL. This statistic proves it. You know why Atlanta is in trouble? Because we have a tight end. They've got Kyle Pitts. This guy is a freak of nature guy. But Hayden Hurst, you know where he came to us from? The Atlanta Falcons. They didn't want him because they thought they had Kyle Pitts. You remember the way Hayden Hurst played against Baltimore? That dude stretching out, getting up. This dude, he got an attitude. He ready to bring it. Atlanta, y'all about to get it from Hayden Hurst. So that's another reason. But here's a real critical piece. 
we've got to score early and we got to go up big on this team because that's what takes the team out of their running game. The way you protect your run defense is with a heavy lead early. There is no team that has the discipline to keep running it when you're down by 14 points, Adam. When you're down by 17 points. You can't, you can't keep handing it off. You got to throw. They're not prepared. Marcus Mariota is not prepared to throw the ball more than 20 times. In fact, I predict if we force him to throw it close to 30 or more times in this game to come from behind and win it, we're going to get two interceptions. Your thoughts on that? Um, if he throw the ball 30 times, we're going to get three, Solly. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's, That's if right. he throw that thing 30 yeah, times, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah we're going to get three. You know what I mean? That 10%. We'll take That's 10%. Right. Adam, we want to thank you, man. Great show today. want to thank you for bringing in Harry Douglas to join yes. it to join us on the show. Eli's. That's right. We're going to be at Eli's on Sunday. Eli's Sports Bar and Grill. Pre-game, we're going to be there through the first half. Come on out and join us. Have some wings. We're going to have a great time. Thank you for joining us on the Believe in Bingo podcast delivered by 828 Logistics. Remember, you can go to the Believe Podcast Network or Believe.com to take a listen and a watch, that's right, of this wonderful podcast. And we'll be here every single week on Bally Sports Ohio Channel 43. Thank you for joining us, everyone. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.